Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Today on Lulz, Brian and I are going to talk about problem gambling and the ways that you can get in touch with your senators and local representatives. To ch- I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about Rug Pure Sports for Ship It Nation. I, does he think? I it's think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. And let the DFS gods pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Uh, Brian. Uh, we we had ourselves a little show uh, last week. I mean, I feel like we had a little bit more live viewers than normal, and I knew that people in the DFS community were going to enjoy it, but I did not think to the extent that it happened. I mean, there were a million comments. I didn't respond to any of them because there were just too many. Uh, 12,000 views on the YouTube channel. You were saying our pod downloads were higher than ever. Uh, people love some DFS drama, I guess. They're thirsty for it, Pete. There's people uh, showing themselves in the chat for job listings now. and uh... Yeah. that uh, Yeah, so if, if for some reason, I'm, I'm assuming anyone tuning in live right now saw the interview. Last week, we interviewed Hoop. Um, this was fresh off of him leaving Run Pure Sports. He had just started Ship It Nation, and he kind of gave us a chronological rundown of kind of his relationship with Run Pure Sports dissolving. And, you know, there were some questions, I would say, Brian, that went unanswered. I thought you and I did a pretty good job trying to prod him on that. But a lot of the comments, I think, rightfully pointed out something still didn't fully add up, that there was a missing piece to the story we didn't get. I, I said that a couple bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, I think some of the criticism was unfair. It's like, um, like, what do you want to like, what do you want us to do? Like, we don't know. We don't know the facts. It's all he said, she said. So basically all we could do is listen to what he thinks and then see what the other side says if they want to say anything. Like I, I can't – like people were like, ask him about what he did in 2007 at the <laughs> at the McDonald's and when I was in high school. Like yeah. we don't know it. We don't know anything that happened. We know nothing of what happened. Yeah. This is a this is a popular question. Win big T on the show. Uh, our friend, our mutual friend, Davis Maddock, is hot on the case to get Big T to do the take cast. That's the word on the street. Davis has slid into the DMs multiple times. Trust me, if Big T wants to get on a, a show to discuss his side, he has plenty of avenues to do so. It doesn't seem like he wants to do that right now, though. Yep. This is what Davis told me too. He said, last I heard though, he's he's not doing it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Am I DFS detective? I don't, I don't, I, I haven't done much work, like literally no legwork at all. Hoop came on, we interviewed him and I have two tweets pulled up in my, in my Chrome browser right now. That's the extent of the investigative journalism I've done on this, Brian. And that's, that's the most work we've done for a show in quite a while. 
the the bit yeah in a while we did the most work we ever did for a show was our ben the better expose and yeah. uh and revealing that one uh um, right. but since then we we've really phoned it in yeah yeah uh guests <laughs> guess, getting guests i guess that's about, yeah you did go on a booking run yeah that, that takes all of you know an hour so was there anything else before we kind of get into the new stuff um since that interview came out there's been some more chirping and sub tweets and stuff on yeah. twitter and we can pull those up and discuss but just from the interview itself and some of the other comments and reactions was there anything um that jumped out to you no i think just the amount of people interested in it surprised me and um the uh um some just just a few slight criticisms on we weren't hard enough on them but like i already addressed that i like what do you want us what do you want us to do? we don't know every single thing that hoop has done in his life and a lot of it wasn't pertinent to that interview and we don't know the facts of what happened between them so i thought you know we did a fine job and I, no i didn't see anything besides really what we're going to talk about i don't know how about you no i didn't i didn't see much at all i actually yeah, I mean, I, I scanned through and I saw some of those comments too. I, I thought on the whole, though, uh, the comments were pretty accurate and like well-measured and everyone kind of being like, yeah, we appreciate him um, telling a story. It seems like something's missing here. I would say sentiment-wise, Hoop came out at least in the comments in the whole. I would say it was like 80%, 85% positive for Hoop. Right around there, right around 85%. And he, like, told us before the show, he signed, like, a non-disclosure agreement. Or not non -disclosure. Yeah, he signed a non-disclosure agreement. And uh, he, he clearly didn't want to give his full story. Like, he stopped short multiple times. Was, like, clearly using, like, legalese. Like, oh, it's just my, my opinion. My, you know, I'm speculating here and stuff like that. So... What can we do when he won't answer the questions? He won't provide the extra detail. It it just looks like okay. Well, then there's something else here too, and so I so we started guessing near the end. Like okay, what you know what what would have happened? What would Big T be thinking if you won't say it? And he kind of agreed with those uh, yeah. guesses, kind of. Yeah, and then that's when like tweeting started after the show. Yeah, and I would say so. The most revealing tweet we got was so Big T, uh, I assume his mentions have just been like a disaster uh, since that episode. He did finally put out a tweet yesterday. Actually, a very, uh, I did like the overall construction and cleverness of this tweet. He did it as a fake job opening at Rumpier Sports. Details, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5. Friday's off. I dig that. Four or five shows a week. That's pretty uh, pretty solid, I think. Mostly 20-minute morning breakdowns. Can always get a replacement if literally anything else pops up. Golf and NFL chalk analysis. The chalk there being used as a pejorative. Um, and then 300K plus equity per year slide in. So clearly a reference to what Hoops kind of official arrangement was at Run Pure Sports. Did anything jump out to you here from this tweet? I, <laughs> so we were DMing a little bit about this. I um, was pretty much a sucker where I got the hoop, the hoop thing, but I also thought like, is he now actually looking for somebody <laughs> or is he like <laughs> puffing up run pure and be like, we can't afford to hire someone at 300 K a year. Um, I mean, also like, so that means they're clearing, they were clearing, you know, over like a million in pro just profit 
not just gross paying all their bills and all their people. This would assume if he's getting 33% or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that seems like, I don't know. In their first few years, that's pretty good if that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that didn't, it, honestly, like none of this shocked me to me. It was clearly like, I know there was some, uh, confusion about that to me this was like the most obvious subtweet of of hoop which is kind of the thing that like big t's mo is just constantly subtweeting constantly veiled like posturing and never just fucking putting your nuts on the table and saying what you think it's like can we just everyone knows who you're talking about can you just actually explicitly say it and stop beating around the bush but i i mean to me though if we are trying to now put on our detective hats it seems like we got another piece of the puzzle here, which is run pure sports did not think whatever, you know, hoop was commanding as an equity shareholder and as just an employee was worth what he was getting paid. And my guess is knowing that conversation about bringing in the CEO was like, let's slide some of that salary over to a CEO who's going to have a different skill set than you accomplish different things. We'll all still rise together, but we can't keep paying you this rate for doing four to five shows a week. Yes, exactly. Putting the pieces together. Hoop also mentioned he was an accountant previously, and he did financial stuff for RunPure, but he didn't know anything about the financials of RunPure during their separation. So that would make me think he stopped doing it or never did it, or Mm -hmm. maybe there's more to that. Like he wasn't really doing much to begin with. And he just said, I did some financial stuff and it wasn't really much from the beginning. Yeah. So maybe he was doing doing that stuff and then stopped or wasn't doing it well or something. And big T was getting pissed and like, I got to bring somebody in here. Um, they, I mean, this was from people tweeting at me or DMing me saying they think after he won his Millie, he just wasn't putting in the time. Hmm. And he wasn't even playing DFS or something. I, I don't know if that's true. I don't play a lot of cash games, but, um, so maybe somebody in chat would know better than me. And then he stopped playing or he wasn't playing. I don't know if any of this is true. This is just what tweet people were tweeting at me. So that kind of that kind of bleeds into this. Like you're only you do four to five shows a week. Uh you're not like, you're- Yeah, it's it's always tough to know like the actual arrangement. My guess is when it says 300 k a year, this would be my guess. Tell me if you think it's wrong. I would assume that this isn't like actually a set salary and that they just have a rev share split with the ownership group. And like in the last year, that rev share in his piece of the pie was around 300,000. That would be my, my guess. Do you, do you think that versus salary? Yes. That's what I would assume is last year or maybe their best year was 300 K. Yeah. Or maybe it was like 270 or something. And he's rounding up to 251. You, you- <laughs> if you're writing the tweet, you're rounding that up. You're rounding sure. the shit up every time. Yeah, two twenty seven is three hundred. Fuck it. No, um, no, yeah, you're rounding up. You're rounding up. Rev share their best year probably, and uh, the equity is if they ever sell. Right. So it, this is really interesting. Like now, juxtaposing this to kind of hoop story, it still does not. You do not have a falling out with like a friendship and a really clearly a successful business relationship, right? 
Like if you're making 300,000 in rev share a year and you have equity in a company and you get to do a handful of shows a week while playing DFS, I mean, maybe not for everybody. From my perspective, that's a pretty good living, pretty good living right there. But I still don't think a business and friendship falls apart because you're phoning it in and doing slightly less work than you were previously, right? I agree. So that still doesn't fill everything. I mean, if he stopped doing the financials and he wasn't really putting in the time, there still needs to be some sort of like argument, you would think. Mm -hmm. And he said, poop like made it seem like he just, there was nothing at all. And one day he just wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it does just seem like the, the fact that they, you know how there was this thing where hoop was saying like, they weren't talking at all through this. Like all of this stuff was going on through other channels. Like you can't tell your friend, dude, you got to fucking do some more work, man. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. This is, we're doing good. We need you to do these things. We, 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 everyone needs to pull our own weight. Like that doesn't seem like it should be that hard of a conversation to have. Can we do some, uh, Back of the uh, envelope math or whatever, however the yeah, saying goes. So their their sub for the year is a thousand bucks for DFS and betting. Okay, it's fifteen hundred with Saber Sims, but they probably don't get that much. They they probably get like you don't become a Run Pure Sports member to get access to a simulator. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like uh, we still haven't got one person to sign up for this package yet. <laughs> It's been the worst partnership in the history of DFS, a sim for Run Pure Sports subscribers. <laughs> we we get 20 emails a day saying, what is a sim? But we haven't gotten anyone to sign up for it yet. Okay. So, so let's, let's just let's say 1,000 to make the math easy. Okay. How many subs do they have? 1,000 bucks. How many subs at 1,000 bucks a pop? Yeah. Let's just we'll, say... Obviously, some people sign up and quit, blah, blah, blah. You know, but just uh, hmm. I, I really don't know. So if they had if they were if they had a million dollars in revenue, that would be a thousand subs. That seems based on this number and I'm you I'm anchoring to Big T's joke right. thing here. I'm going to say somewhere between 750 to a thousand subs. That's still not enough though, because you got to pay the bills. Right. But I'm not, I don't know if I assume hoop was on the very tippity top of the salaries. Like I could see other contributors being like more in like the 60 to hundred K range. But if, if hoop AP and big T were making 300 K a year, mm -hmm. that's 900 K in profit, just them. Mm -hmm. So they would need to make, pay tambo etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. the the coder guys i'm sure they have that shit's expensive website actually they probably don't have much a ton of actual app development i would i actually i've never been on their site but the, we got a couple people in the chat and other people who are in their discord might know um someone says 1800 one to two it's, it's, it's kind of gotta be is what i'm getting at yeah like 12 to 1500 yeah. 1500 sounds like it had based on this mm -hmm. but also he's rounding up from 220 right. probably so so 12 yeah 12 to 15 sounds about right yeah i mean that's still pretty good right so let's let's even just set it at 1500 right 
and let's let's even round it up. Let's say let's let's say like eleven hundred dollars. Let's let's say some people are rounding up for the uh, the uh, the saber sim there. So that gets you to one point six five mil. They probably, that's probably what they need. Yeah. To to make this this math work. So you give the you give the big three or whatever close to a million, and then you have another what? Six hundred. Yeah, and operating costs, other other stuff like that, yeah. and then maybe some kind of cash reserves for the company. Draft cheat gets his uh, fifty dollars a show. Yeah. I wonder how much he makes. I bet he saw this tweet. He's like, God damn it, I want three hundred K a year. <laughs> oh man, Hunter just reminded me. What? Dude, I had bought long ago my Run Pure Sports merch. Hat. Oh, that's I had funny. not I had not got a chance to debut oh, this yet. I mean beautiful. Come on. That looks like your style too, Pete. Also, check out the back. Oh, money symbol. You know, you you probably should enter some lineups just to see if it's lucky. <laughs> I I will I do want to the reason I pulled up this comment wasn't actually to get my hat although that was a nice uh, bonus it was to say you don't unless you're at incredible scale you're bake you're basically breaking even on merch like it is I would be shocked if they cleared even five to ten thousand in profit in merch really um, yeah I thought you make like eight bucks you would not you but just someone would make like eight bucks a t-shirt. Actually, maybe they do make more because I think I paid like $40 for this hat and like the hats in my store, I think cost like $24 or something. So maybe I'm just awful at setting my, my own margins, but I would still not factor merch re like that heavily into their, their income streams. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because, because when you scale it up, then they drop the, uh, the cost I'm assuming. Yeah. No, no, no Or just like your, your margins are better. Like this, this hat probably cost them wholesale like 11 or 12 bucks to make and they're charging like 35.99 for it so they're That's they're clearing good. how do you not make right. money on that you're right guys this just reminded me of those lulz hats that i have in the store uh right now those prices are going up <laughs> <laughs> um all right so it was there any other thing on that on that math i think that gets us in the ballpark if they have around 1500 subs yeah yeah I, really quick on, on the 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 extra cost. I think in the content creator world, I think it's completely reasonable and fair to have a higher margin for stuff like that because they're really just saying, I support you. They're not like going to target and comparing two t-shirts on which one they want to buy prices. They're just kind of like supporting your work, but let's, I think let's... I'm losing money on this hat. How do I yeah. have this hat at $21 right now? 21. And let's go to the run pure sports merch store. And I, I need to remember how much I paid for this. Man, I can't. But no wonder I've never made any money this, on my store. Exactly. This does. is why Hoop is making 300K sitting in his hot tub all day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I paid $35.99 okay. for this hat, and I'm out here selling hats for $21. Bucks. I, God, I oh, suck that at business. Beanie is, uh, or the, the, the winter hat is, what a deal at $29.99. Oh, my goodness. T shirts oh, okay, are running so at 50 bucks, huh? This one, the old school snapback was only $19.99. The new one, though, which does have the camo and the RPS with the S dollar sign on the back. So now, you do get what you pay for. Pete, are you factoring in, factoring in that the average run peer subscriber is a quadruple XL and that costs a little extra? <laughs> it for does. Honestly, when I go and set my pricing, 
I have to manually change it for like quadruple XLs because if I yeah. don't change it, I will literally lose money on right. like a triple XL shirt. But the um, price doesn't drop. That's how they get you. All right. Thank you for this merch detour here. Um, so after the big T tweet, shortly after that, we had my guy Tambone, also known as Tambo, uh, tweet out big talker, big texter, big tweeter, lies, greed, and deceit. I think he was reading my uh, YouTube title on the show last week and inspiration from that. Be careful what you say because I got the ultimate receipt. Trust me, dot, 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 hashtag less is more. Danny McBride gif. All right. The the big T gif. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lot to lot to unpack here. Lot to unpack. Do you think the big talker, big texter, big tweeter, as we put on the thumbnail, was a little big T Easter egg buried in there or just a complete coincidence? Oh God, it's it's gotta be a big T. Come on. I, I'm surprised I'm I'm surprised he put it all in. I wonder if he was like, huh, big T, big T, big, and then he was adding words. To the T, or if it all just fell into place when he was editing his tweet. This it, it almost has the cadence of a Randone tweet. I wonder if they were workshopping this together in the Ship It Nation, you know, at the water cooler there, because this is like a clear eyes, clear lies, realize, or whatever. Realize, realize, realize oh. kind of thing here, well, don't you think? He works with Randone now. So exactly. Where do you They're think he got together that idea. on this tweet? Yeah. So what 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 was your interpretation of this? Some of this is obvious. Big talker, big texter, big tweeter. Be careful what you say. He he is saying that he has some kind of dirty laundry he could air out that he's essentially saying would be the trump card to all of this beefing and and stuff. Do you, well, do you buy it? Uh, uh yeah, I buy it. I don't know if it would be as big a deal as he thinks it is. Who knows what would happen, but I buy he's got something because Hoop said during in our last show that um, he Tambo stayed on after he did or something, and they right. were trying to sign him. So he he must have gotten into some more higher up meetings during all the chaos, and mm -hmm. he probably just saved everything. And it's it, I think it's a little on it might be a little unfair too because well one of those things that's kind of a trust issue so you probably shouldn't release that right I guess if you get in a big fight maybe but like um you can understand if Big T's all pissed off or something that he'd be like oh and fucking hooped it blah 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 you know what I mean? like maybe he just went off one day yeah it is interesting to kind of see this stuff because Big T in one of his I think in Big Tweet's first tweet post our interview he like referenced like. He's like, oh, I was going to try to, you know, lay low, but this might force me to uh, to start talking. And when I do, I got some fun stuff to share. Like, do you think there is any sense of like mutually assured destruction here where both parties could have pretty damning stuff on the other? Or is this just all posturing to win in the court of public opinion? I don't I don't know. I, it's it, I think it's a he said, she said they both think they have receipts, probably. Mm hmm. I, I think with Big T, uh, he's being too corporate, as I've I've said a few times. Um, like I told Hoop, it's better to tell your tell your story than let someone else tell it for you. And he's kind of having this told for him, so he, he might want to go on the take cast and give his side of the story. <clears throat> Who I mean, because I mean it looks so far it looks bad for Big T. I would say, and that's. I, to me, so like, I feel like just in general, even pulling back from this specific thing, like when you have beefs and stuff, 
you either completely ignore it, right? And if you ignore it on your side, eventually it dies out. Because if there's no popcorn, if it's one-sided, sure, people are like, oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe people pile on for a little bit, but then it just goes away. Or you share your side of the story. And right now it seems like the Run Pure guys are kind of middling it. Like none of them are wanting to get on a show or write out another blog post. I mean, we are definitely due for another State of the Giblets. But they're kind of doing the subtweets on Twitter, which I get is more just a cathartic thing for them of like, I got to say something, but I actually can't say what I want to say for some reason. So it just seems weird to me of either like go on a show. Like you said, Davis Maddock has been knocking down Big T's door to get on the take cast. Like go do that show and get your side out or just don't say anything at all because you're doing the thing that keeps people's attention on it, but leaving them unsatisfied. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So he's got to go. I mean, he, he, I think he originally, his plan was solid. He did the press release. You got to say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the press release is fine. Whatever. I think we, we probably made fun of it, but we made fun of everything. And then um, he was hoping the deal, they, 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 they took a while to get all the details done to get hoop out of there. They figured it out and signed a non-disclosure and hopefully that's it. Right. And then your first your first strategy of just let it blow over would have worked yeah. swimmingly for him. But now he could let this blow over. He could he could let this blow over. It, it that might be it might not be a big deal. Like it might be best to just say, ah, fuck it at this point. I have seen this Galaxy Brain uh take out there on Twitter from a couple of, I, it might have been Greg over at Osmo. Uh if the beef is fake for marketing, then we definitely fell for it. I I do love that theory, but if you go read the comments and see how people are processing this, this is his, this has been good for ship it nation. One, they just launched a new site. So just strictly like letting people know, Hey, there's a new site where hoops at just on that base level. This has been good for them, but there's been lots of people who were big hoop and Tambo fans at RPS that have been leaving to go to ship it nation. And so if this was a coordinated thing on both of their part, I don't think it is equally benefiting each side right now, at least how I see it from my seats. For sure. Um, Bobby said something interesting. Why go on TakeCast when they could do their own show? Yeah, you could do your own show. Um, why? I but do, why would Hoop come on this show instead of just doing his own on? I, I imagine Ship It Nation it doesn't have the followers we have, but Run Pure. They have 30,000 YouTube subscribers. Do they? All right. I don't, I don't know what uh voodoo randone was pulling behind the scenes to get them to 30k that quick but yes they have almost double uh, or more than double than the youtube subscribers i have interesting i wonder if they would have got 11 12 000 views though i don't think so i don't think so um but yeah he could i think it i think it yeah it wouldn't hurt i, I don't think it'd be bad going to take cast names davis isn't gonna like do anything davis doesn't know any of the facts either he'll just <laughs> <laughs> Davis just wants some of that download juice, baby. Yeah, Davis, was looking, Davis was looking at the channel being like, fucking 12K views. Let me get in on some of that, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm going to pick up for this. Oh, we like, I, haven't had, I haven't had 12K audio downloads since Jeff Janis came on the take cast. <laughs> if he, not Davis, if Big T, like, if he has a succinct, easy talking point, Mm-hmm. that's not going to get him contractually in trouble or anything like that. I think it'd probably be a good move. 
If not, I'd probably play the just ignore it from here on out game. But if he just has something like, listen, big T, Hoop stopped doing X, Y, and Z. Like he stopped working. He wasn't doing financials. Here's the receipts. I, I mean, what do you want me to do? He wasn't, you know, or something like that. What did that say? Sorry. It's, it, this was a joke. I've, I've been doing hypotheticals with Davis on the on the Swole cast where I would ask Davis, would you rather get a million dollars cash just under the table? No one knows how you got it or whatever. You just go on with your life or win $750,000 as a best ball champion. And he doesn't even blink and says 750K as the championship because in Davis's eyes, the fantasy clout that he could monetize by being a champion is worth more than the 250K deficit. That's Davis's take. And a lot of people disagree with that, myself included. He's got he's got some weird. We did one the other day where I asked him how much Bitcoin would he need to sell some of it? I'm like, what if I you was get listening 10 to you. I listened to that earlier when I was working out and he didn't answer you. He, he kind of did. He said he wouldn't sell. Like, and I'm like, what about 10 million? Would you then like, you know, big get a big house, couple investment houses, just, and he says the only, he said something too, like the only reason if, as soon as he got rich, he would stop doing content. Yeah. He's only doing content to get rich. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's not get to, we've had two derailments. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, run, sorry. run pure verge. I do want to go back to what you were saying though, because the one thing Hoop was able to do that still was very interesting to everyone was lay out a chronological timeline. That basically, yes, he editorialized a little bit, but he was really just telling us the facts. On this day, I received this email. On this day, it was requested that I come to this in-person meeting. On this day, they sent me the buyout offer. So that was an interesting thing. He was hesitant to editorialize further and veer into that territory where he could be breaking his non-disclosure agreement that his lawyer said, hey, don't break this. So he had a little bit easier thing. So now if you're run pure, we already know the chronological timeline of events. Unless something there wasn't true, what can they say other than saying Hoop wasn't worth 300K, Hoop was shitty to work with, Hoop wasn't pulling his weight, Hoop was whatever. Like All of their possible response probably veers into sketchy legal territory as it pertains yeah. to their buyout. Yeah. You got to go with like Hoop uh, sexually assaulted one of the employees. Like. <laughs> Who 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 made a racist comment? Oh, there you go. No, but then that can actually get you uh, in legal trouble if it's not true. But I think who uh, like poker leveling wise here is uh, the clear winner, and I'm not sure because they, now they're like ship it. I'm sure got a lot of pub this last week, like a lot yeah. of a lot of views, a lot of likes, a lot of um uh not credibility, but um what's the word i don't know like the empathy of you know he interviewed really well and they're like and pe people are like actively saying I'm, I'm stopping my run pure membership and joining ship it nation so like um i don't see how he reverses it but maybe he could but like like joking aside with the uh you know call him a racist or something like maybe there is a i mean who knows like uh yeah a, a smoking gun yeah and that's why i do think the fact that they're willing to talk on Twitter with not so veiled subtweets, but not like go on a show or do a longer form thing is because there isn't that much more to say, you know? And so I, I know that like, if you're thinking about a vehicle, if you go and do an hour podcast, like you need an hour's worth of content mm -hmm. who had an hour's worth of a story to tell us timeline wise, I guess I just don't know what those guys can say other than like he was shitty to work with. I'd be interested if anyone in chat went like, what would, what would it be? 
what would it take for you to be like, oh, no, actually, this was justified? Just thinking about it out loud with like the way it's laid out anyways, like even if he wasn't doing all his shows after he won his Millie or something and he stopped doing the accounting stuff, he he clearly brought customers to that base who are going to be there for a long time, right? Like he doesn't get that back. Like they paid him obviously, but like you would assume that a big part of their initial subscribers was because of him. So like, you know, you can't just benefit from, from all that and be like, eh, I don't like what you're doing now and you're gone. You're out of the company. Um, and to use the kind of the, sh- the shadiness of a handshake deal, the, the um, let me rephrase like the um the gentleman's handshake deal and then using that to your benefit mm-hmm. is really shady in our world especially yeah so like i don't know it would take it would it would take like i don't know something pretty bad right like clear yeah. clear violation violations multiple of them of something to justify it to just end all that and in the way hoop described and and we're also giving the benefit to the way Hoop portrayed all this right it seemed it seemed earnest maybe this wasn't the way it went down at all too that has to be a possibility since we don't know big t's side do you think again i'm using the big t tweet as context clues in Hoop's story to us would there have been any reason why he wouldn't have felt comfortable sharing they wanted me to take a pay cut because that never came up because my guess is if everyone, if what he's saying is he didn't want to leave and like they wanted to smooth things over. And the answer was like a pay cut, bringing in the CEO. I guess I'm trying to say, why wouldn't hoop want to tell us that information? If that, if that was the case. Just because it makes them look better. But yeah, if he was offered less money. Like if big T's like, we're all taking a 20% haircut and giving it to this guy. Right. Yeah. He probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. Because to me, that starts to piece the story together a little bit more like your scenario of saying, Hey, the main core ownership group is going to take a pay cut and we are going to bring in the CEO because it's going to, yes, it will, you know, hurt our income in the short term, but we're going to make it back in the long term with having someone better to run the financial aspects of the company. That feels like a very clean thing to say. And it's also not like a shot against you personally in that case, if the whole ownership group is taking that on, but maybe there was more disagreement in like how much each person was taking a cut where someone who was doing more work said, it's not fair for us all to take the same cut or something like that. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't take it at all. Yeah. I'm not taking any cut. I don't want this guy here to begin with. Yeah. Do you, I mean, it, you, they must have been up around 1,500 users or something, anyways, to even consider that. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, how much, how much business stuff? I mean, you could do a lot of, uh, you could do a lot of like SEO and marketing and advertising, I guess, and stuff like that, too. Mm. I guess there's a lot of work to do. But a lot of this stuff, the content wise, like the stuff they already do. You know, they already do shows. They already do projections and you just got to post them tweeting and getting your name out there playing diva. It kind of all takes care of itself. Yeah. A decent amount of it. Like who, you know, who do you don't need some big wig, but um, yeah. Here's another one that we should do some guesswork on. 
what do you think now knowing we just have some vague numbers 300k maybe 1500 subs what do you think the buyout number was because hoop told us they made him an offer he was disrespected he made a counter they said no way it was mediated and hoop said to us it fell somewhere in the middle how much do you think he got for the buyout i thought a lot less before big t's tweet yeah before Big T's tweet, I was thinking he got like, I don't know. I don't even know. And now knowing those numbers, let's just assume 1.5 mil in annual revenue. What do you think that puts the valuation of the company at? <sighs> Shit. Steve Steve Buzzard told me this. He did that. He, he did it? Yeah, yeah, that was part of his real job when he worked for yeah. a real company. Oh, my God. Um. There's there there is some like little back of the envelope math you could do for that. I can't remember. I can't remember. But they're so volatile. Who knows? Anyways. Yeah. But I think I th I can't remember. But I would say that would be worth like. I think we're giving them too much credit, but like ten million, fifteen million. Yeah, I was I was gonna be in that ten million range too. And then would you say like hoop, like twenty five percent equity? I, th I think he said 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. The only thing was I thought like throughout the eight, the years, had they given any equity to any other contributors, any other people on the tech side, like that seems unlikely that they would have maintained full ownership throughout. Good point. Okay. So let's just, even if we put it down, let's put it down at 20% and let's okay. be generous and say the company's valued at 10 million. Okay. So that would put his share two at two mil and I'm guessing he got nowhere close to that in the buyout. I'm going to guess he was closer to like, no, if his salary was 300K or three, yeah, 300K, I would guess his buyout was around 750 to 800,000. Okay. Just me, just back of the napkin ballparking. That sounds fair to me. He probably wanted 2 million or it, we're probably being generous. Maybe, you know, so maybe he probably wanted 1 million, got 500,000. Something like that. Or got yeah, one and two million, range. got 900000 And he did tell us that he wasn't receiving that all up front, and some of it was going to be paid in monthly. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Pierce just got $10 million in the bank. You know, like, oh, just, just pay him out. Well, I mean, Hoop said that there wasn't any money kicking around in the right, bank. Right, right. Yeah. That's going to pay bills. There you go. So if, if if before all of this, I had just asked you, what do you think run pure sports valuation was at? Like how close would your guess have been without any of these other context clues we have? I would have guessed they have like 500 paying subs. Mm -hmm. So whatever that would be, you know, worth a couple million dollars, $2 million. Yeah. $3 million. Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, pretty successful. You got to hand it to Hoop. Okay, he didn't get the money he wanted, but he's still getting it. Let's say between five and eight hundred k, and he's starting right back up. That's the thing too. When you think about in other businesses, right, or I don't know, in science or um, tech, where there's like this intellectual property type stuff like him able to like spin that up. That's essentially like a clone as far as the playbook for running a DFS site. Like you've been living it 
and you're just going to run the same playbook with a different logo on it. Yep. Like th that's an easy pivot. Like if you're getting, it's then saying how much is the intellectual property of like run pure sports and obviously the built-in customer base worth, but it's pretty easy to clone whatever you were doing over there somewhere else. And he gets 50% at least right with yeah. figure. And they probably, who knows, they may might've got a computer guy. They were up and running f surprisingly fast too. Right. Yeah. With merch. Yeah. So, oh shit, TJ, they gave that Randones in. We forgot about that Randones part owner, remember? Yeah. The T-Tid said here is the personal stuff is so silly as both of them have a ton of money, just figure it out. Um, I uh, I don't know if, I, I think that this clearly went deeper, right? Like it, it might have it started with money disagreements, but this clearly fractured their friendship too, like something around along the way. And that's why Hoop saying they weren't talking at all through this. It was like, there had to have been some really tough blow up conversations at some point to, for it to get to here. We still don't know what from point A to point B, what the hell happened. You'd figure that mm -hmm. something happened in the relationship, like you just said. And unless it was just an outright forcing, for more profit, which I think there's more to the story than that. Also, yeah. something else had to happen with they wanted to give 20% of his equity to this guy and he didn't want to do it or he wasn't working as much or I'm totally guessing. I have no idea, but it feels like there's got to be both of those things like or or maybe yeah. Big T felt like I said this on the show too, like Big T felt really slighted and Hoop just was oblivious to like Big T's frustrations or something like that. Yeah. Those two don't seem like the whole, you know, hey, man, you know, like, could you, <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Could you, <laughs> you know, that, but they don't, they, I don't think they bury that shit deep down. Right. And to your point, if they're burying it deep down, there probably was a lot of, uh, what, non communication going on for a long time. And then instead of just being like, oh, it'll work itself out or hopefully it works itself out. And then you find yourself, what, two years down the road being like, wow, we are in a shitty dynamic now. And now the only there's no way to massage it through now. It just has to lead to some kind of divorce. It's it's crazy. Something had something else had to happen. They don't go from f family friends to kicking kicking one of them out of the company for nothing. Right. I would be interested. Like I, I have no idea what added stuff like they're doing behind the scenes because a lot of the stuff with the content, right? Like you said, it's, it's almost turnkey set and forget it. You got your producers over there. You got whoever's do, making your thumbnails and your promos. They know the routine for how to prepare for a slate and how to do a show for a slate. You do some discord stuff. I mean, I guess it is hard to know like what, what stuff did they want to be happening? Because you can be in cruise control as a DFS site for sure. You could absolutely, if your members aren't getting purged and you don't feel like you have to be adding new offerings or whatever, because it did seem like if you think about how like say ETR, you know, with their stuff where they try to attract, uh, attack different verticals, they're going to be like, all right, we're going to do this XFL thing, or we're going to go heavy in the best ball this year. And that's how we're going to bring in new customers. It seemed like for run pure, at least from my perspective, it was just, Hey, we'll just continue to do screenshot marketing. We will try to pull people in via sports betting and via kind of just traditional marketing 
techniques, but just keep doing what we do over and over and over again. That's kind of how it seemed to me. Yeah, for sure. And I think their their vertical or whatever you want to call it was sports betting. Mm. You know, giving out picks, which right. is pretty sharp. I mean, in depending on you, it's not probably not sharp for the people betting those picks. Uh, I mean, maybe some of them have an edge. I don't know, but uh, I think they're more like I think the Lakers are going to win. Narrative, bro type of picks but people yeah. love that shit and i'm not i'm not opposed to anyone selling that too like it's it's all entertainment to me so yeah um but you can make some money off that they're talking about the tech offerings at run run pure sports is really weak when i sub their picks were posted in random formats no csv downloads a lot of blank data um i mean how long ago it, was that yeah but that like to that point too like that's not why you sign up for run pure sports, right? If you want CSVs, you're going to stochastic. Yeah. Yeah. You, I think for them, you want like the player pools, the core, the core and their rankings, you know, like yeah. who, who am I playing in golf this week? Who's yeah. who am I putting 80% in my lineups? Yeah. Hang on. So Johnny footballs has been talking in the chat about his theory this one's fun to bring up because he was talking about how quickly ship it nation got running. He says RPS found out that Tyler and Hooper planning on doing their own thing, which caused RPS to get out ahead of it and bring in the new CEO. And also why ship was up and running so, so fast. fast. There's some Ooh, fast. let's, let's now wind that back through the lens of, of what we know. Why? Why would Hoop want to leave to do his own thing if he has a cushy gig getting 300000 a year doing four shows a week? Doesn't make any sense. Except, like, if he doesn't have to do anything and, and, mm -hmm. and Big T wouldn't care. Because they had golf. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. There's no way that would work out because Tambo was their golf guy. Mm -hmm. So you can't be like, hey, bro, you took our golf guy and started your own site. Like, mm -hmm. you're a partner here. You can't do that. And, you know, to everyone, everyone it said that Hoop came across very genuine. I mean, he he would have been bold-faced lying to us on multiple occasions when he said, I never wanted to leave Run Pure Sports. He said that, that to us multiple times. I had no intention. I was right. happy there. I wanted to keep doing that. I wanted His family to build didn't what know. His kids didn't know. Yeah. That would be just be him completely lying then if that's true. Yeah, that doesn't that, that that I don't buy that one. I'm not saying it's not possible, but like it would really unravel every everything we've heard so far. Well, yeah, anything's possible. And also, guys, I'm sorry, it's not hard. If if I needed to spin up a, a new DFS tout site in a week, I could do it, guys. My designer gets me the logos. I know how to spin up podcast feed stuff. I get my producer on it. I get an express shipping to Brian with uh crushdfs.com merch like it's not that hard to spin up a new enterprise because they were wearing shirts you guys are like wow it must have taken six months to get those from a chinese factory like it's not that hard to spin it up that's true it, it is hard to develop a like a good website with useful of stuff of course yeah of course and and really one of the big hard parts of that is finding someone decent to do right. it for a reasonable price that could just yeah. take that could take you years. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mean, Clay says, I thought Hoop came across genuine, but him not directing some of your questions left major gaps. And then you have to ask yourself, was it because he, you know, was worried about the legal stuff or yeah. were there parts he didn't want to share because he would think it would make him look bad, right? That's kind of the, where, why was he not answering some of that stuff? Uh, well, if we're going in the upper range of compensation, 800, 900,000 million, I doubt it's a million, but. I'm probably not saying much either. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm keeping my mill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would lean towards he just didn't want to. He probably I think I think he got scared that he was going to get nothing. And his lawyer got him a solid deal and it was a significant enough amount of money where he's like, OK, I won't say anything. I'm not going to go nuclear. And so the way. I think initially when we heard about the new CEO, right, both in the big T post and both from hoop in my mind, it was like the company has been a little disorganized. We need to tighten some things up. If we want to succeed long-term in this environment, we need more of a visionary here. That's not just a content guy, but if this spinoff site thing was, is true, or there's a, a little kernel of truth to it, could this have been, Big T being like, we need someone in here to help facilitate what is going to be a legal battle for the company because our documents aren't very clean and a lot of the stuff isn't explicitly spelled out in a way. Like, could that have been the actual impetus or would you just get a really good lawyer in that situation as opposed to a CEO? I think you'd get a good lawyer. And then yeah. in what context does Tambo's tweet make any sense then after that? Mm-hmm. I got the receipts of what you guys leaving together to start your own company behind their backs. Right. <laughs> doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> I, I like this theory. Oh, genius. I think this is where all of the DFS players are in here. What are we being distracted from? <laughs> yeah. Osimo's like building, you know, Korean baseball, like DFS projections <laughs> right now. And he's about to just run the lobby. <laughs> he's going to watch this. He might be watching right now. I bet he loves this shit. Hey, Lou, can we get a, I need, I need to get a screenshot here for future thumbnail. Uh, let me just get this here. Can I, someone take oh, a screenshot for me? Yeah. <laughs> starting to grow on the screen. The screenshots are starting to grow on me. There, I got like four. There you go. If my guy, Chris, he's been doing the thumbnails for me, if he's watching, I just, I just got us about four more new uh, thumbnail stills there. Um. <laughs> Osimo, Osimo, uh, do you remember this when we first started? Uh, he wanted to do a show with me uh, that was just uh, more like DFS news and gossip. Wait, was this pre or post lulls? Right, right when we first started, like a month after we started. A Maybe month two. after we started, Alex tried to cuck me? <laughs> we would still do our show. <laughs> We would still do our show. Alex is like, great idea. How about you ditch the zero and get with the hero, baby? <laughs> no, we would have still done this show. But he, um, I told you this too. I think you're just forgetting. He, uh, he wanted to do it. And I'm like, sure, yeah, let's figure out you know, how to get it done. And uh, I think the plan was to do it like in a room in Chicago, you know, which would be mm, that very would cool. be cool. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to like because then I'd have to like go downtown, you have or to leave your house, <laughs> yeah. leave my house. But I would do it because, but because I think DFS needs a show like that, like um, you know, with a real room with you know the mics down, everyone in there. I think it's just a better format. But 
Tom, uh, Tom, I think Tom or someone at uh, Stochastic uh, Ixnate it. Yeah, too dangerous. Yeah. Too dangerous, especially probably the uh, how I was talking back then. There wasn't a lot to talk about on the show, so sometimes we got a little political. <laughs> yeah, well, what that's like the, uh, the the poker guys. What's what's Matt Berkey's operation called? Uh, what uh, solve for what? Is that the name of their podcast network or two? But he has all of those like in person, you know, mics, really sick setup. People come through and just like jam. Like I think of all the people that I regularly collaborate with how fun it would be to be able to do those shows in person. And I'm the exact same as you. Do I want to commute? Do I want to do any of that? Absolutely not. But just in a perfectly idealized world, if I could just walk downstairs and immediately be in some collective workspace where we could all podcast together, that would be very fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, and honestly in Denver and Chicago, they probably two areas. You could probably pull it off. There's enough guys. Yeah. Well, and it, it is, you know, you got the Vegas guys that pull it off because they're all there for poker. Right. And this happens all the time in LA. Like all the biggest comedy podcasts out there do it in person because there's all these podcast studios. Same with a lot of podcast space in uh, yeah. in Brooklyn too. So it, it's definitely the ideal way to do it. There's that. And Vegas obviously is a huge edge over DFS since it's Vegas and poker. Um, the other thing is the podcast when they're even in comedy world, they're so large that like it would make sense for you to fly somewhere could to go do someone's podcast because it was so big. You know what I mean? Like whatever Rogan or just, you know, name, name a huge podcast. It then becomes a no brainer to be like, ah, fuck, I'll drive to St. Louis and do this podcast. You know, like, yeah, because it gets, it gets 800,000 views and it'd be dumb for me not to do it. And so you get more people live in person when the bigger you are. Yeah. Pius says, I love the idea of Osmo big dicking over Zet. Hey, it w- I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, Davis is basically trying to run Lulz 2.0 on his Patreon feed with Brian these days. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm used to everyone coming and trying to poach the show. <laughs> yeah, with a little Star Wars talk mixed in. This is true. Uh, there's a ton of uh, ETR guys out in, in Colorado. Uh, Steven, who I know um, works for them. He's their behind the scenes uh, content guy, does a lot of stuff. He just recently moved out there. So they have a they have a nice uh, crew out there. It is fun when you can have that many people together for in-person stuff, even if it's not daily. It's hard to do a podcast when you're on the golf course and tennis courts <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> when you're doing everything you can. Well, you, I mean, Peter has talked about this on, on the club and stuff, but him and Bales like wanted to build, and it's like the most Jennings idea ever, it was basically like, what if we work met like just a place where there was basketball hoops and ping pong tables and all the other kind of like games you'd like to play. And then there was like one little office in the back room where you could go do work stuff or take meetings or whatever, but it'd just be like a factory where all the ETR employees or whoever came and worked. But basically Pete just got to have people to play ping pong and shoot hoops <laughs> with all day. And they were legitimately, I think, looking at spaces to like try to build out this co-working slash bro haven it could work in the smallest of perfect uh situation i think that once you get big enough that would that would fall apart but yeah i don't know who knows it also be like it's it's one thing if you're peter jennings and you can uh you know afford the luxury of playing ping pong for four hours but if you have your employees there that you need to get stuff done and they're over here being like, but there's ski ball action going on behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be good for productivity. 
They would, if they did podcasts up the ass and like con, you know, YouTube content where they're they're streaming the basketball games and all that stuff, it might work if they could if they were generating money off of that stuff. Right. All right, we do have some. I mentioned how Brian and I actually weren't being big detectives on this, but some of you guys are. Christopher Donaldson claims Runpure filed their LLC on February third of this year. That seems how do, insane. How do you know that? How, but but why wouldn't that have been done in the months that the company was formed? Yeah. Turns out that was a big mistake for Hoop, huh? <laughs> was, I mean, if he if he signs that paperwork, if they have the LLC, he's he's getting a third. Mm. You'd think, right? Unless, right. of course, they there's more to the story and they actually have some leverage. Right. Christopher's out here doing, I'm pretty sure we knew this name. Jesus I think Christ. that name was out there. Yeah. What else do you got, Chris? Keep it coming. I think he should host next week. Right. Yeah. Bringing Chris and uh, Davis. This is why I love this show because all I need to do for research is have two tweets pulled up and then I can just let the chat do the rest of the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> this pod is the Winehurst me. That's what people want from us. We're just trying to connect the dots, man. Why is that? Why did Tambo <laughs> tweet that out? <laughs> um yeah the llc stuff it would have been very very funny if hoop was leaving to start run pure sports and uh and that ended up being the sticking point was that uh, nope they actually got the llc uh trademark <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this through asap <laughs> oh man yeah I, i'm being honest guys like brian and i were we thought we were going to talk about this for like 10 minutes uh i knew there were obviously a ton of people who enjoyed watching the interview last week i didn't really know how much left there was to say unless someone from run pure comes out and lays out an alternate timeline or sequence of events right pretty much yeah and yeah. and you know uh i'd love to hear it personally but um i don't think it's gonna happen i think B big t's now big c yeah big t big t's welcome to come on the show but he's he would much rather do the take cast than he would this show and he's not doing the take cast. So uh, it doesn't have to do with there not being platforms for him not to talk. Um, I'm sure there's lots of people checking out those 12K views saying, hey, give me some of that. Come I on did. my channel and break the story. I did Pat Meow's <laughs> show earlier this week. And he's like, oh, yeah, how'd that go? You guys did tons of traffic on that. <laughs> did you guys think you'd be the, the gossip, uh, DFS gossip rag? Nope. It is fun. It'd be funny if we uh, we saw some kind of sea change, Brian, where it was like everyone just like screw it. We're not we're not doing you know core plays anymore. We're just gonna fucking take a shot at someone else in the space and and make content around it. I mean that's what poker does. I mean Doug Polk built a YouTube kingdom uh, out of beefs. Do you? This is impossible. But the whole thing's fake. They both own ship it and run pure it was all played out they figured they'd make more money by making this huge marketing play what are the odds of that i just it just doesn't add up for it to be like that it's too everything seems so raw like the fact like hoop coming on his emotion seemed real 
um, about how just the entire process. And then the fact that it doesn't make any of the run pure guys look good when they tweet out what they do, it makes it look like petty or that there's truth to what is being said. The fact that they're everyone in a way is showing their ass makes me think this isn't just some fun marketing ploy, because why would you take that reputational hit in the process? I don't know, man. I think they might have, they've doubled the size of their company essentially. It's good. Coming to a thumbnail, dude. When I sign my one show run pure sports contract, this better be on the thumbnail here. It's a pretty good pick, Pete. It is. That is, Um, that is ending up on a thumbnail. Do you, yeah. Do you want to talk about the underdog uh, banning me for a second? Yeah, I got about five minutes here, but I do want I to talk go about to it. anyways. But so for those of you who don't know, it was a few weeks ago we were kicking off. It was the night that the NFL schedule was released, and Brian, of course, had the draft caddy. Those of you who watch me do my best ball drafts, you'll see I got my week sixteen, my week seventeen, my exposures. That's all Brian's draft caddy, which I continue to get a million questions about. Apparently, we're bad at marketing. Maybe we need to hire someone from Run Pure Sports to market this draft caddy. Um, Brick75.com, Sports HUD. We have multiple videos. Um, and in every Lowell's YouTube description, there's a video that links and shows you how to set it up. It's actually really to use, uh, easy to use now. But anyways, that was just the draft caddy. You had been working this offseason on, um, what What did you name it? A draft pilot? Is that what The crane killer? Um, killer. we still, yeah, we've been busy revamping it. They haven't even done the name. Yeah. What would we call the draft driver or the cream killer? Driver. I think were the two finalists. And this was the first thing I had seen in the space like this. And it basically was what I would call it a smart auto drafter. Whereas right now, if you auto draft a team, you can only set, you basically have two guardrails. One, you could upload your rankings. Two, you can set your positional limit. So I want max three quarterbacks, max whatever. Those are the only two things you could do. You end up with really shitty teams if you auto-draft. Brian basically created something that had sliders that allowed you to dictate more preferences. I want to go zero RB. I want to get an elite tight end. I want to punt quarterback. And then even correlation boost if you wanted to prioritize more stacking, more week 17, all that stuff. Pretty cool tool. Brian actually drafted a decently good team the night we debuted it. Obviously, some some bugs with it long term that Brian would have fixed, but a pretty cool tool for maybe whales in the ecosystem like Brian who are willing to throw a bunch of money at this, but just don't want to spend the time drafting. Fast forward, Brian, what? The day after the show, what happened? Day after the show, uh, they 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 messaged me on on Twitter that to uh, well, they wanted to know some information on it. And mm-hmm. I told them I'd give them the code if they even wanted to look at it. Yeah. Um, but they eventually decided they wanted me to roll it back mm-hmm. because, um, well, one, it violates their terms of service. I mean, I, I guess it does. It's like you need to be authorized, and they technically haven't authorized me yet. But they said, uh, make it a suggestion, and it'll be fine. Um, they don't like the actual drafting part of it. Which is the whole point, <laughs> I think, you know, and benefit for people who would use it who otherwise wouldn't play. Yeah. And so I, I, I did. I roll it back, and then we just rolled out the new uh, suggest feature for Underdog, and then we're going to work on DraftKings next. So how does it work? Does it still do the, like, slot machine scroll for the suggestion? It does scroll the players, but uh, it pops it in the queue. It auto puts it in the queue? Yeah. That's cool. 
and we added the week 16, 17 correlation now. Um, by Wait, week. So what's the what's the difference if it puts it in the queue and then it times out and you get the player versus selecting it itself? Um, the well, one, it's not drafting it; they are. Gotcha. Like you, yeah. Um, it's actually kind of cool because you could change your mind if you don't like who they pick and stuff like that. Okay. And I think if you do two Q picks in a row, they autopilot you. So you have. Oh, gotcha. And so then it won't allow it to keep queuing stuff up because it will yeah. snap, make the pick. I don't, I don't know how that's how it worked before. So I don't know yeah. what their thing is, but it's just not drafting it. Uh, it's we're not drafting it. So yes. if it times out, it will pick the queued player. Okay. Um, but if you're on autopilot, it won't work. Um, and you have to select, you know, you have to select your settings. It won't work unless you make your picks on how you think it should work. So for the functional purpose, like when you had described it, you know, one of your things was like, oh, I might start a draft and then, you know, food gets here. I got to go do something. I run an errand with your previous version. You could leave. It would draft the team pretty well based on those parameters. Now you can't do that. But what you can do is you can multitask pretty well and just casually make sure you're going over and selecting draft on the player that gets in the queue. So you could theoretically, but you'd still need to be at your desk and make sure that you're drafting along with the suggestion, but it would allow you to probably multi-table much easier. Yeah. You can easily multi-table and you could just use it for, for fun, for content too, mm -hmm. if you wanted see what it selects. Yeah. Cause it's, it is, it is throwing in quite a bit of uh, like correlations and stuff in there. Yeah. Comparing, comparing players with the week 16, 17 and bye weeks and shit like that. Do you know what'd be really fun, Brian, hmm. but with that twist, now that it has entered a new iteration, would it be able to say like, these are the three top suggestions and one might be an ADP value. One might be a correlated piece. One might be, I don't know whatever the other thing, but where it's like you have three finalists and then you get to kind of manually choose. It's like, you do the legwork for me. This is the best ADP value, but you might want to complete this stack with your quarterback. You make the choice now that both are right in the queue. It could queue up three guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather have DraftKings next on the list and yeah. circle back to that. But yeah. Unless you think that's something people would really want. I just think, I just think it would be cool to kind of like, you know, it's like you, you get the, the machine's thought on it and then you get to kind of make the final decision on, on the best suggestion. Yeah, we could do that. We could definitely do that. But I mean, just for the record, I still think they should change their mind and, and put it back to yeah. allowing. And then so now we'll leave this this guide. It's called guide me button now, you know, like a suggest button. And mm -hmm. then we'll put an auto drafter under there for DraftKings. But I will, you know, hopefully it'd be nice to have both those options for underdog too. And, uh, the, you know, they could use a suggest or they could draft it if they need to step away. And I think, I, you know, I think they just kind of need to think it through about like what they want to allow and what they don't want to allow. Mm -hmm. And at one point would be like reading other players and like trying to predict what they move. Like, like if you really want to get complicated, you could, you could make some pretty complicated men Sims that will give someone a, a big advantage and uh, not a big advantage, but, but an advantage. And um, like this app doesn't like read the other players' teams or pr predict what Pete's gonna do and try to counteract that or anything like that. Everyone already knows what I'm gonna do. <laughs> they see me draft too many times, right? Yeah, it's um, really just there for uh, one. Well, one for guys like me who don't want to sit there the entire draft and for 150 of them, but also um, it should. It's like what their autopilot should be, right? That kind of thing. So. 
that's what yeah. I think they should do is just put some limits on it. That, that makes sense. Um, the, and then, cause like the, the I guarantee there's going to be guys who are going to be doing some hardcore stuff cause there's too much money at stake. So, well, well now the worst thing is, is like you who were willing to do it out in public completely above board. Now someone's going to get the idea. One of how we refer to them as, you know, you create the monster, like they're going to go do it and they're not going to be above board. They're not going to tell people about it. They're going to use it for their own personal use. It would make no sense. It would make right. no sense. But like one of the big, I think one of the big edges in, in best ball is people misclicking and autopiloting, you know, and forgetting like being surfing the internet and forgetting to go back to the underdog tab and it's on autopilot and they got nine running backs, you know, um, that evens the playing field for a lot of folks. Yeah. Just turn that on. Just turn. And if you don't want the auto drafter, just turn on the, the suggest one. And then right. if you forget, like at least you'll have a decent pick there. Yes. You're not dead. For sure. Um, all right. I got to run. Yeah, uh, appreciate you guys all hanging out in the chat. If, if any of you sleuths uncover anything else, feel free to slide into Brian or I's DMs on uh, Twitter or Discord with any other information. But God, hopefully we're not talking about this next week. <laughs> um, audio will be up on the Lulz podcast feed. Again, even people asking in the chat about the, uh, the Chrome extension. I have the link down below, brick75.com. If you've been watching me draft, you can see the overlay stuff there. You just have to do a quick little um, developer tool unpacking thing to get it loaded into Chrome, but the instructions are all there. And then once you have it in there, it's really easy to then go use the auto dropdowns for getting your exposures, getting week 16, week 17. And I actually have something I want to work on to get Brian another fun thing we can add to the app for information while you're drafting. Um, anything else I'm forgetting here, Brian? No, no. Uh, I got MMA, uh, MMA projections and ownership free on my site for Saturday too. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Gator reminding me to doing a couple more shows tonight. I'm going on the fantasy in frames show with Stephanie and Stacy. Going to talk best ball with those ladies at 8 PM. Also going to do a giveaway over on that channel. So if you want to tune out, tune into that excited to talk with them. And then I'm going to do a best ball after dark tonight at nine 30, uh, had been doing those on the weekends, but it's is Memorial day weekend. I'm going to be taking the weekend off, but going to be jamming with John Warner from the badge bros. Excited to talk to him about his poker past transitioning into fantasy sports and uh, we'll probably end up doing a draft as well. So YouTube members get access to that show. So check that double header out tonight. We will see you as always next Thursday at 1 30 PM for Brian. I'm Pete. Peace. 